it's time for Love Talk with the Love Ladies, Kathy, Carrie, and Marley. And Merry Christmas Eve, friends. This is Kathy Enderbrock here on Love Talk. I'm so glad that you're with us this morning. We are having a beautiful time here in the Bridge Studios. I am with Coach Carrie Brinkader and the beautiful Marlene McMichael. And we are embracing the light of Christ today this morning, ladies. How are you doing? Christmas Eve. I know. 2022. Wow. Hello, friends. This is Coach Carrie Brinkader. Good morning. I don't know what you're doing this morning. I hope you're surrounded by family and friends with your cup of hot cocoa because it is chilly today Um, and just enjoying maybe um, your lights from the Christmas tree and having people around you. Maybe you're by yourself this morning. Whatever it is, we hope that you are embracing the light of Christ, and that's what we're going to be discussing today. Good morning, Marlene. Good morning. So, is everybody having fun? Oh my gosh, <laughs> yes. What a glorious day. You know, Christmas Eve is supposed to be the day that you uh, walk around half the day at least in your p- fluffy pajamas yes, yes, and yes. your uh, big fluffy house slippers and just Mm -hmm. enjoying family. So I hope Mm -hmm. everybody at home is doing that because we're in studio. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and now everyone is walking around in matching fluffy pajamas, right? I mean, when did that trend happen? I don't, it's just like out of nowhere, my mom said, we're going to, I'm going to make you all matching pajamas this year. And we thought, like for you and your siblings? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we, each of the families have matching pajamas and then mom sends them all out that's our christmas gift and she and daddy order the shirts that they want with like the name on them tease dale because that's my maiden name (laughs) or it'll say joy or peace or whatever last year it was hope and so they uh they kind of choose a theme and everyone wears their matching uh family pajamas and then sends pictures to one another oh my goodness wow we've never done that i think my kids might might not Rebel. like that yeah yeah plus we have size issues in our family oh yeah that's true. <laughs> that's well, one so year, when my daughter lived in, in washington she would have all of her girlfriends come over and and i would many times fly to washington for christmas and this particular year uh much to my chagrin she had matching onesies for everybody <laughs> with with the little flap in the rear. I you know, love that. that I love each that. of them had a little different saying on the rear. Oh. And so I have a photo of all of us with our backsides, you know, to the camera so that we could show off our, oh our, your special our real expressions. <laughs> You're showing off your saying there, Marlene. Yeah. Oh, my yeah, unfortunately, she posted that on Facebook one time, and oh, I nearly died. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I that have awesome. loved this Christmas series that we have been in this year. We've been talking about embracing hope, embracing love, embracing joy, embracing peace. And today we get to wrap it all up talking about embracing the light of Christ. And I'm so excited to share with you listeners um, just some of the special things that we do in our homes when we're embracing the light of Christ. And one of them is sharing a very special story. And we're going to we're going to just share that with you in a moment. We're, We're kind of working around this verse today. It comes out of Second Corinthians for uh, chapter four, verse six. And, you know, when we talk about the light of Christ, we wonder what on earth are we talking about? Well, this scripture says this. It says, for God, who said, let light shine out of the darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. And we look at that word face, it means like the person, the presence of Christ, the face of Christ, the fact that we can know Christ and have this light that God is placing within our hearts. And I just love so much, ladies, that when we've been talking about the joy and the peace and the hope and the love, we have been talking about the light of Christ that God has been placing in our hearts. And so I'm so excited to wrap up with this program and just wrap up this beautiful series that we've been in this special Christmas Eve. You know, I I love the way you titled this, Embracing the Light of Christ, because there is so much darkness around us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even a pinhole prick 
into the darkness lets in just this beam of light, right? And I think about um, just when Jesus came as a baby, piercing the darkness and bringing light, a whole new message that people had never heard before. Mm -hmm. And just this glorious light and how we really do have to embrace you know when we were discussing our topics back in I don't know October and getting ready for December Marlene it was you that said how about we talk about embracing and and we started talking about hugs and how you know we all like that just uh, to be embraced and when I think about this the embracing the engulfing the enveloping the 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 hug of the light of Christ it really just brings everything home, especially today mm-hmm. on Christmas Eve as we celebrate the birth of Jesus. Amen. Right? You know, the, uh, John 1, 5 says that the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Mm-hmm. And I think we have to remember that, that, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're, it's been a tough year for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But um, there is a light. Mm-hmm. And and you're exactly right about the pinhole. I mean, even even a little dot mm-hmm. of light <laughs> can light up a room, right. and particularly when that's Jesus. Right. Now, I'm curious, have y'all had a favorite, you know, when we've been talking about embracing hope, love, joy, peace, did you have a favorite uh, embracing moment mm-hmm. or embracing uh, topic or guest that you would go, okay, this was the week that Christ really showed me something. Well, I'm going to be super selfish here. <laughs> of course, for me, um, having my, my friend, my former player and now friend, uh, Nikki Lawrence on for Embracing Joy, mm-hmm. she to me is the epitome of joy. Oh, my stars. She finds... Um, the good in a situation, she embraced her shaky yeses all yes. the way through. I can't tell you how many times I've said that since her program aired on December the 10th. Um, the shaky yes, sometimes we just have to step out and go, okay. Um, and um, how the Lord shows us the next step that doesn't show necessarily show us what the next five years is going to mm-hmm. look like. He doesn't, he doesn't give us a roadmap. <laughs> he, he pretty much guides us in little little spots, just you know, just just the step. next step, just like you said. And uh, so for me, embracing joy with Nikki Lawrence um, just has just brought a light to not only me, but my family and um Several people that I know that know Nikki and listen to that program, and so I'm, I'm that one's just super special to me, Kathy. Yeah. yeah. How about you, Marlene? Well, I would agree. Um, Nikki's program was excellent, and and she is the epitome of joy. Mm-hmm. And joy is very special to me because when I was um, very young and carrying my daughter uh, in pregnancy. Um, My husband was convinced it was a boy. So I only had boy clothes and boy name and um, all those sort of things. And and I I will say I had doubt that it was a boy, but (laughs) but I was going with it. And um, but at the time, the scripture that was so meaningful to me was that the joy of the Lord is your strength. Mm -hmm. And if you and I realized that if you lose your joy, you lose your power in God. So to hold on to joy is is so important. And so one evening, not long before I delivered, um, I asked, because uh, my husband studied Greek, and uh, I said, what's the Greek word for joy? And he said, well, it's kara, or kara, like the root for character, the root for mm-hmm. charisma, all those words. And I said, okay. So when she was born and they came and, because I she was delivered in a little bitty hospital, so they put me to sleep. It mm-hmm. was none of this live uh, being awake type birth. But um, so when I woke up and they I, they told me it was a girl, and they asked me her name, I said it's Kara. 
Mm-hmm. So her name is Joy. I love that. And it is a recognized name in the Greek language. That she's actually met one other Kara. Wow. <laughs> and who was named that for the same reason. So oh. that was kind of neat. Uh, you know, Miss Evelyn, the founder of this program, she would always say, Joy is Jesus mm-hmm. over you. And I love that. It has just stuck with me. And, you know, I loved the HOPE program because I needed it when we did it because we we, we did hope at the kickoff of the Advent season, and it just made me realize again and again and again that we don't have this hope-so kind of hope. We have mm-hmm. a sure and certain hope. We have the victor's hope. Mm-hmm. And so whenever, you know, I think hope comes in when we're imagining what can happen. We're imagining things. And I think so many times when we're having these imaginings, we tend towards the worry. We're yeah. like, oh, What's the worst that can happen? What if this happens? Oh, no. What if this happens? And that program made me realize I don't have the hope of a victim that's been defeated. I have the hope of a victor who has overcome. Mm. And so when I am hoping, I get to hope like a victor hopes. Mm. I get to all my imaginings get to be from the perspective of a victor and not like an, oh, no, what if this happens? But, uh, wow, what is God going to do in this situation? Mm. And so for me, it just took a completely different perspective Mm. when I am, you know, when when I'm just having my imaginings about life, I get to have those from the victor's perspective. And it has just really changed going into this Christmas season for me and my perspective on that. That is really profound. Because we do have a tendency to go, okay, well, what's the worst that could happen, right? And we put the worst case scenario out there so that when that doesn't happen, we're like, oh, okay, <laughs> yay, <laughs> that didn't happen. Um, but, yeah, wow, that's a it's a mindset shift mm-hmm. to say, you know what, this is God's plan. This is not my plan, Yeah, and I don't have to hope so. Yeah. I can walk in the victor's power yeah. through this. Wonderful. Oh, I love that, Kathy. I love mm-hmm. that. What, what, uh, you know, this, the words love, joy, and peace, we use those a lot in hope. But mm-hmm. when you really bring them home and look at them under the lens of what Christ has in store for us, yeah. our lives, they take on a completely different, I don't want to say meaning, but they, they, they bring a new perspective yeah, um, and a fresh perspective. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, every year we do Advent programs, and every year they've been a little bit different but and brought mm-hmm. just this perspective that is so refreshing and amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. I think that, you know, you when you step into that light and into the life that God has for you, You do. When you understand these, you understand the power of peace. You understand the power of joy and the power of love, the power of hope, the power of Christ in your life, that he is living there, that he is dwelling there, that he has these amazing good things for you, that he has secured a future for each of us that is more than we could ever ask for or imagine. Well, Friends, I, I just I'm I'm loving it. I'm excited to get into today's program and share some mm. of these things. Marlene, you're looking at me like <laughs> I was just going to add to what you had just said, uh, and that you know, light shines in the darkness. Jesus is the light, yes. and darkness cannot overcome light. And that's mm-hmm. that's both hope, that's joy, that's light, that's everything. Mm-hmm. That's, I'm also reminded that during this season for many people this is a hard time yes right um we feel grief uh we feel all kinds of negative emotions can really creep into our to our thought processes and friends i would just encourage you that if that's you today if you're feeling sad if you're feeling lonely i would just encourage you to open the scripture Mm-hmm. Open the scripture and go to Luke um, and get encouraged um, by what God has in store for your life because he loves you. And we're so much more than just our circumstance. Mm-hmm. Um, we are daughters and sons of the king. 
Mm-hmm. And so we want today to be uplifting and encouraging, and we want this time of year to be a time of hope and joy and peace for you. Mm-hmm. Um, friends, when we return to Love Talk, we will get into this embracing the light. And welcome back, friends, and Merry Christmas Eve. We are so excited to be with you this morning on Love Talk. I'm Kathy Indebrock in the studio with the marvelous Marlene McMichael mm-hmm. and the amazing Coach Carrie Brinkader. We're talking this morning about embracing the light of Christ. Friends, we've had such a wonderful time with you on this Christmas series going all the way back to November. And if you've missed any of these programs, you can go find them in our archives mm-hmm. at lovetalknetwork.com. You can always go to your favorite podcast as well. Just go to Love Talk, all one word, smush them right together, Love Talk um, Network or Love Talk Radio, and that would come, will come up for you on your podcast. Um, I use Spotify. That's the one I use. And you can see our three smiling faces there just smiling right back at you. Well, we're going to get in this morning to our absolutely favorite story. And in, in the Enderbrock household, we share it every Christmas morning. And friends, if you have your Bible, you can go over to your New Testament to the book of Luke. And if you look over in chapter 2, um, if you look down to verse 2, chapter 2, it'll say something like the birth of Jesus. And this is one of the things that I love about this story. It is historically accurate in its timing. So no historian, no archaeologist questions the birth of this person, Jesus of Nazareth. You know, Kathy, what I find interesting about that is even people who don't believe that Jesus is the Messiah, Mm -hmm. they believe that Jesus is a person that walked the earth. Um, So and and his birth. There are so many religions that are based on his birth and our calendar, (laughs) right? The calendar that everyone uses um, is also based on the birth of Christ. So, or Jesus, right? And so, um, yes, historically accurate timing, and we get to see this account. I just, I I find that fascinating. Yeah, Yeah, I love it when we can go in and read this and And one of the things that I love, the person who recorded this, his name was Luke. He was actually a doctor, so very educated. He was not one of the eyewitnesses. So he he's able to uh, be an objective writer of this story. Now, at the time of his writing this, many, many, many of the actual eyewitnesses who saw and witnessed these events were still alive. And so they were able to talk to Luke and Luke was able to get all of those eyewitness accounts, pull them together in writing and recording um, this very significant point in history. And so I love that. And, you know, friends as well, we can see this exact same account in the original manuscripts that were written and recorded over 2000 years ago. So same translation, if you go back and you translate out from the original Aramaic, you're going to get to see these exact same words in this story that we're going to read to you this morning. And mm-hmm. so I share this because this is such an incredible story that is, is so important in the Enderbrock house that every Christmas morning before we open presents, we read this passage in Luke. I know a lot of people do that. Um, I, In fact, in my fitness classes that I coach for people with Parkinson's, um, we always have a question of the day. And one of the questions um, last week was, um, tell, tell us about a Christmas tradition. And surprisingly, there were a, a, a large number of people that said, you know what, we open the Bible and we read um, mm-hmm. Luke. We read the account of Jesus' birth from, from the book mm-hmm. of Luke. And um, they said, you know, it's just become something that our kids now do with their kids. And I, I just I think it's so, so important, mm-hmm. so important. So we're going to read that today to you, my friends. Um, the account of Jesus' birth in the book of Luke brought to you by the love ladies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Luke 2, verses 2 through 20. In those days... Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. 
So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son, and she wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven. And on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. The language in these verses is so rich. I I mean, we have raw human emotion. Mm -hmm. I mean, they use the word terrified for for (laughs) the shepherds, right? We have um, joy. We have good news. Heavenly host. I mean, I can't even imagine what that was like. You would be terrified if you saw him. (laughs) Right? Absolutely. We all would be. Mm -hmm. I just, I, I find it very comforting to know that raw human emotion, you know, sometimes we read scripture almost without feeling mm-hmm. and you just cannot read these scriptures without kind of putting yourself there and going, okay, we got to go do the census and, um, oh, got to take my pregnant wife, poor Mary. And, um, just all of the, um, circumstances surrounding mm-hmm. and the language is just so rich and Kathy I love that you're going to tell us about some of these words and how they go back to the to the original and what they mean well you know one of the things that I love I kind of pulled out four words so mm-hmm. it says that the when the angels appeared uh, they said that they had good news and so the, the word is actually evangelizo And that word is the same word that's used for gospel. It means good news. It means also good tidings. So sometimes we see it translated as good tidings. And so, you know, the the shepherds were terrified and the angels are like, whoa, 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 no, no, no. This is a good thing. We're we're here for good news. We're not sharing judgment here, guys. Mm. We are here with good news, good tidings. And when they say that a savior has been born, that word is so tear. And it means deliverer preserver savior mm. this is the, the rescuer that that israel have been has been waiting for and they say they use the word messiah the lord and so this is a very specific word that um the shepherds would have known exactly what they were talking about when they use this it's called christos kyrios and that means the anointed the promised one the son of god the master the lord but the word that I love the most is this word that they use when they say that he has been born to you mm-hmm. because this word, it's, it's, um, it's pronounced who men, who men, and it is both singular and plural in its application. And so when the angels are saying been born to you, he's saying to you, Mr. Shepherd, and to you, older shepherd, and to you, younger shepherd, to you individually and personally, 
but also to you corporately. And so we get to apply those same words to us today, that Christ is born for us, to us personally, as well as corporately. And this is one thing I love, you know, the angels were speaking a language the shepherds could understand, you know, right. and when I think of all y'all, all y'all, that's, that's yeah. to you, all y'all, that's, that's the Texas way. <laughs> and so friends, we can know that God is going to make sure that the good news, the gospel is communicated in a way that man can understand personally and share mm-hmm. corporately. God is going to make sure you're going to understand this good news that he shares. You know, I think the angels could have announced this all day long in some angelic language that no one understood, but that wasn't what God was sharing. He was sharing something personal. Well, he could have also given, had Jesus be born in a palace yes. or in mm-hmm. a temple, but he didn't. He was in a lowly manger. And I, and who did he tell first? But the shepherds. Right. He also told the wise men who were coming. Yes. But he told the shepherds personally through the host of angels. Yeah. And that's, that says we all can come to God. Mm-hmm. It's not just the rich and powerful. Mm-hmm. It's not those who are really important. Mm-hmm. It's It's the lowly who can come to him, too. Mm-hmm. And one of the good things I love about sharing this story every Christmas um, is that if we read this passage, we know enough to begin sharing the good news of Jesus, right? I mean, friends, I think you don't, I would just encourage, don't wait till you know everything to share anything. If you read through, you know, you've read this passage, you know, you know the gospel, right? You know the entire good news that Christ came as a savior now you may not know the end of the story but if you keep reading through luke you're going to learn the end of the story but if you read through this book you know enough to begin sharing jesus with others i think for a long time for me um shockingly i'm a type a personality right (laughs) and what and um i i like to be informed before i you know spout off or say things um and if you have a tendency to have that personality, you might go, okay, well, somebody might ask me a question that I don't know the answer to. And, boy, that really makes me look bad if I don't know the answer. No. Actually, you know what? It makes you human. And it's so human. You know? <laughs> no, it makes it, – it, it, it um, shows that I am – still searching for answers as well that mm-hmm. I want to keep knowing more about this person that I call my savior. And when I share with mm-hmm. someone and they ask me a question that I may not know the answer to, you know, it's refreshing to just go, you know what, I'm going to look that up or I'm going to keep searching because I don't really know that. Um, my questions about heaven and, and the afterlife and what we're going to experience. I don't, I don't really know. Um, I know it's going to be amazing, and I don't think anyone knows for sure exactly what that's going to be like, but we do know that we have eternity to spend Mm -hmm. with our Savior. That is what we know for sure. And so I would just encourage um, you, our listening friends, that Kathy's right. We don't have to know everything. We just know what God has done for us and can begin sharing our story. Um, and it can be super short. Well, and this is, you know, Christmas is important for a number of reasons, but both of your families and mine as well had real customs that like, like sharing this passage every yeah. Christmas. What you're doing in that is telling the story of Christ. Mm-hmm. And so you don't, you're not having to explain it. It's such a simple story. A baby was born in a manger, mm-hmm. and the angels rejoiced, and the shepherds mm-hmm. came. Yeah. Uh, so that's the story. And the more you incorporate that tradition or any Christmas tradition into your family, you have embedded the gospel in your children. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter what happens later down the road. They have the gospel within them. Mm-hmm. And so it is an important tradition, I think, mm-hmm. to incorporate within your family. Well, and mm-hmm. you see so much going on in here. I mean, we see that Jesus' birth, birth was confirmed by a sky full of angels. It was announced far and wide by shepherds who were eyewitnesses 
to a sign given from God, a baby in a manger wrapped in cloths. And you think, well, how did how would shepherds have known in fields far Far away away from this manger what to go and look for and find? Well, it was a baby in a manger wrapped in cloths. And you think that is a highly, highly unusual thing. And I think, you know, I wonder if Mary was kind of like, oh, my goodness, I've just had to give birth in this manger. The straw has been poking me on the back all (laughs) night long. And all I have are these old rags to wrap this beautiful baby in and yet God was saying those rags I'm going to use those rags to be a sign yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. he he can use all these things Mm -hmm. it and that tells us um not to despise small beginnings and I love that part um because who's attracted to those small beginnings it's the humble yeah and I you know I I have we've talked a lot about revival on the show this year and the fact that we need revival in this country. But I honestly believe it's not going to happen in the the grand cathedrals. Mm -hmm. It's going to happen on the street. It's going to happen among the homeless Mm -hmm. and so many others who who are vulnerable and they need a message from the from the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so that's don't ever don't ever. Well, despise those small beginnings and the the humility that you know there i i told kathy on the um on the drive into the studio today that i came across uh a i don't know it was it was a message on a board but it said being humble means recognizing that we are not on earth to see how important we can become but to see how much difference we can make in the lives of others mm. and that was just really convicted me mm-hmm. you know because it's not about the honors it's not about the grandeur it's not mm-hmm. about the crown on somebody's head mm-hmm. it's about humility you know and, and i, service. I love mm-hmm. what you said about the small beginnings that they attract the humble right small beginnings don't attract the proud right, right. The, the proud are right. too good for that you know right. the prouds are are too good for the mangers but uh but the humble no they see those things they don't despise those small beginnings and i love that small beginnings in god's hand grow into big endings well and i think that sometimes we get it wrong we we say lord you can't love me because i'm not perfect i can't be um a light for anybody else until i get my life together Mm -hmm. i can't help anyone else until i can can get myself and my family together or whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. Like we just, we kind of don't understand that this <laughs> message is for all of us, no matter where we are in our walk. Maybe, maybe we're a mess. Mm-hmm. Maybe we're an absolute mess. You know what? God loves us right where we are. Mm-hmm. He said, look, I, um, I was born in a manger. Hello. <laughs> I think I think we can work with what you got. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it brings me back. I uh, this acquaintance of mine from high school. He just turned fifty this week, and he posted a video. Um, for most of his life, he was an alcoholic, twenties, thirties, forties, and uh, you know he said, "I never thought I was going to make it to 50. And he he's posting this video. It's just his face, and he's in a truck in the middle of Wyoming, right? And um, he said, "I I wanted to come to church this morning, and this is where I worship out here in nature. This is where I just feel most connected to God." And friends, I'm telling you, I was a mess my whole life. I've been sober now for almost three years. And it's the best three years I've ever had. Wow. And when I come out here and I just feel so connected to the God and to, to earth, um, I just see that there's so much more out there for you and for me than what we think is in our tiny little worlds. There's so much more out there. And it wasn't an overtly Christian message, but it just kind of made me think, you know what? We can start today. Yeah. Our beginnings can be today Mm -hmm. and don't despise that small beginning where you say okay today i'm gonna pray and i'm just gonna do that today one time tomorrow you know and we just take small steps marlene we've been talking about this a lot right the next step and so this is so encouraging 
for all of us. We don't have to have it all together. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're we're all different. Right? And God does that, I think, on purpose. Because it's like one big puzzle. And we all have our peace in it. Yeah. But the puzzle will never be complete until we acknowledge our place mm-hmm. and we fall into the into unison with God's plan for us. Mm-hmm. And that's when he can really begin to make a difference in our lives and make a difference in those around us so that we can bless them and then they fall into their place. Mm-hmm. Well, so and it's it's the the majesty Kathy again coming in this morning the sky was beautiful oh, yeah. and oh, it was the sunrise that it was pink it was almost like somebody had deliberately painted it and yeah and god did just the oranges and the pinks but yeah. but the mastery of our creator and how he puts us all together as one family in him is is quite amazing mm-hmm. but if we you know Kathy can't do what I can do mm-hmm. because my my call is different. Right. That's true for all of us. God, mm-hmm. you, God wants us to come into him so that we can find our place in his kingdom and his mission can be mm-hmm. fulfilled. You know, I think that there's a scripture that says that the heavens just declare the majesty of God and the earth displays his workmanship. And it and it even goes further to say that man is without excuse and man can't say, I don't know God, because they live in this incredible world that God has created. And so I look at that and think, OK, yes, when we are out in nature there is this marvel this joy this you know it just captures our hearts being able to see the what our creator has created and placed us in and i think then you know pressing in and taking that next step i mm-hmm. think wherever you are in your humble beginnings christ did not stay in that manger right when right. we see the wise men coming into the picture christ was no longer in that manger you can kind of read further on and see that even though i mean obviously in the in the creches we see the wise men right there and that's okay Mm -hmm. because we're trying to it that they started their journey when he was born but it actually took them a couple years Mm -hmm. to get there and it's interesting because they knew about him because they were watching what was going on in the heavens they were looking at the star of the king that was been born and so i think that when you look at the majesty of the creation and you come to know God that way, it may take you a little bit longer, right? But you're going to get there if you continue seeking him. And I love that little saying that says wise men still seek him. Well, and in our fast food right away society, we want that fix to be today, right? (laughs) And um, this story reminds us that you know what? It's a journey. Yeah, it's a journey, and uh, well, just I go back and to the story of Israel and how they overcame and and walked into Canaan land. You know, oh, they yeah. took it over. That was a journey. What was That's it? Forty years. 40. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, right. yeah, we can't we can't look at it with the snap of our fingers. Mm-hmm. We have to look at it as a day by day progression, mm-hmm. and knowing that God is leading and guiding yeah. the whole time. And I think it's fun is when when you start to know God, you start to see him do these yes. things. And I say, just be quick to share what he's doing, yeah. right? Just go and share, oh, my goodness, God did this today. And, and I've been praying about X. And while I didn't get what I've asked for, I have this peace now where previous to that, I just had worry. You know, share yeah. with your friends what God is doing in your life. Share what you see um, his hand create in those sunsets and in in those sunrises. And, um, you know, I had this one thing where he, I would start to wake up with kind of a a song on my lips. And it amazed me. It just amazed me. And I just, I started sharing like, oh my gosh, this is the song that God woke me up with this morning. And it was, it just, it was fun to just share what he gives you when he gives it to you. Wow. Don't despise those small beginnings. Um, Kathy, in our notes today, you wrote that they our small beginnings may seem insignificant or more suited to those who are weak or less capable. 
And it may make us feel a little foolish sometimes. But remember, God says, God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. And God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. Mm. Oh, my stars, friends, we have so much more for embracing the light of Christ. What a wonderful conversation. We'll be right back with you and here on back, Love friends, Talk. to right Love this. Talk here on the bridge, Austin. We have just so enjoyed spending the morning with you this beautiful Christmas Eve morning here in Central Texas. Friends, we are embracing the light of Christ I'm your host, Kathy Enderbrock, in the studio with uh, my beautiful ho- co- co-host, uh, Coach Carrie Brinkater and Marlene McMichael. And I say I'm, I'm your host. We are all three co-hosts. We are all three <laughs> love ladies on the program and uh, just love talking with you and spending uh, Saturdays with you at 10 a.m. You can also find us on your podcast. I know if a lot of you are not into live streaming or listening on the radio, you can also uh, go to your podcast and get us there at Love Talk, all one word. Um, or also on our archives at lovetalknetwork.com and as always live streaming on thebridgeaustin.com. Well, ladies, I've just thoroughly enjoyed our first two segments. I can't believe we're in our last segment. We have 12 minutes left. How does that happen every time? Well, I've just enjoyed talking about the light of Christ and this series that we've been on embracing hope and love and peace and joy And in our first two segments, looking at the light of Christ, we've shared this incredible Christmas story found in the book of Luke, chapter 2, starting at verse 2, going through verse 20. And then we've talked about um, embracing or not despising small beginnings and not waiting until we know everything to share anything. And So as we wrap up today's segment um, and talking about the light of Christ, I'm just excited to hear your perspectives on what happens when we do embrace the light of Christ. You know, I wanted to go back to um, verse 19, so Luke 2, verse 19, um, as the verses talk about Mary. And I'm, I'm reminded every time I read these verses, I'm reminded of our mentor and the founder of Love Talk, Evelyn Davison, and she loves the story of Mary. Mm-hmm. I remember one of my first years here, she asked me to write a Christmas program, and I wrote it about Joseph and um, Joseph's perspective. And I came in, and she wasn't, you know, when I gave her the program, she was like, oh, I've always loved Mary. And I <laughs> and I thought, oh, gosh. But she loved talking about Joseph, too. And um, But I, I do want to talk about Mary here. And she said, the verse says, Mary treasured up all of these things and pondered them in her heart. Treasured and pondered. I think these two words are so rich as we think about Mary and you know, an angel came to her and told her she was pregnant. And I, I mean, I can't even imagine what that was like. And now people are coming to visit her baby. And she's a teenager. And she's treasuring these things and pondering these things. Well, you have to remember that Mary wasn't married yet. No. So yeah, when when, the she, whirlwind. when she is con- she conceives the Lord... She's subject to all kinds of ridicule and other things. Mm -hmm. So to have the shepherds come and to have the angels sing, of course she treasured it because it it was a validation that God was real and what he had done in her life was real. Mm -hmm. And um, so I, I understand that when you, it's like when you have a child and you know that they have a path that they're supposed to take and they stray from it, but but then there's a there's a bright spot that that pin prick that we yeah. talked about earlier you treasure that because it's a confirmation that yes god has a path for them that is that is they may not follow on a straight line but they're going to get there because yeah. god is real and, and that god is you are not true. you are not alone you know, yes. I mean, I think I can only imagine how Mary at times she must have been like, it is just me and you, Lord. It is just me and <laughs> yeah. you. And I've been there. Absolutely. And and God will never leave our side. He says, I will never leave you. I will right. never abandon you. Um, I will go with you. I will go before you. I will surround you. But I love that when he brings the shepherds and they mm-hmm. say, 
wow, this is the, we just saw the angels. This is everything they told us. It was, you know, this, you know, Mary's knowing this is not just about me. God, this is good news for everyone. I am not alone in this. God is working all of these things together according to his plan. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that just, I agree, an incredible affirmation and joy there in that moment for, for Mary. I wonder if she exhaled. (laughs) right you know you're just like okay lord i'm gonna trust and you're kind of holding your breath and then you know the lord just shows his face in a mighty way and you go you think she said one of those shaky yeses oh right (laughs) right oh Oh, i just it's such a beautiful picture treasured and pondered and you know during this time and uh, maybe today here on christmas eve marlene you said you know it's a jammy day with your slippers and maybe it's a day to treasure and ponder all of the many many blessings that the lord has given us and even you know when we don't understand that next step or don't understand why we're going through what we're going through there are so many blessings. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited about our program for next week, our, our New Year's the program. It'll be New Year's Eve, and we're going to discuss our um, favorite, I guess, programs or most memorable programs um, from this past year, mm-hmm. as well as our struggles and our joys from mm-hmm. this past year. And, um, you know, just looking back is so fruitful. It really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I think that for me, Christmas time and particularly Christmas Eve has always been a time of um, taking a big breath a deep oh, breath nice. you know it's 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 finally the stress of the year is gone mm-hmm. and you can just take a breath and rejoice in in the the things around you and the little things and I, I pray that that's true for all of our listeners you know mm-hmm. sometimes when you're alone at Christmas, it can be hard. Sure. Mm-hmm. But but take a breath. Mm-hmm. Remember the friends yeah. mm-hmm. and thank God. Remember the family and thank mm-hmm. God. Yeah, let's Remember the prayer and the blessings and that God has answered, you know, through your prayers. Yeah. And just thank God because mm-hmm. it is the Savior has come and he's come for you. If you're alone, if you've just lost someone, however Amen. it is, he's come for you. Amen. You know, I, we don't want to leave those unopened presents under the tree. I mm. think it's, you know, I, I look back to some of the Christmases where I've had the opportunity to be with people that I no longer have the opportunity to be with. And I think, I wish I had talked with them more. I wish I had spent more time with them. And let's not leave those unopened presents, friends. Let's open those presents. Let's be be just grateful and thankful. Let's reflect. And even when we go, well, if I open that present, it's going to be a lump of coal. Well, we all know what God does with lumps of coals. He mm-hmm. turns that into beautiful diamonds if we trust if we trust it in his hands with what he can do with that. And there's this uh, scripture in 2 Corinthians 4.4. 4. You know, friends, if you're reading, you go, uh, you know, y'all, I hear you talking about this hope, love, peace, and joy. Mm-hmm. I hear you saying these words, but I am not, I'm not feeling you, Coach yeah. Carrie, Kathy, Marlene. I don't, I don't get it. Well, this is what I want to share, that in Second Corinthians 4.4, 4, it says that, yeah, unbelievers have been blinded so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the, go- the glory of Christ. And so, friends, if you don't have this hope, this love, this peace, this joy that we've been sharing this entire last month on Love Talk, you can actually ask God to remove that blindness Mm -hmm. and to to give you that joy. Because here's the thing. In Isaiah 35, 5, it says that God promises that when Jesus enters the story, the eyes of the blind will be open. And Jesus also declared in John eight twelve that he is the light of the world and that whoever believes in him will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And friends, it is Christmas Eve and you can have this conversation one on one with the Lord mm-hmm. asking him to open your eyes that you can see him to open your heart to receive the light of Christ, the knowledge that he is the son of God, that he has come into the world to forgive the sins of man and that whoever would come to him and believe in him will not perish, but will have everlasting life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's, it's so true, Kathy. And, um, 
when we turn our eyes to the Lord, no matter what we're going through, um, in these times of uh, reflection, man, that light will shine through. Friends, we, um, the Lord guarantees it. He will shine his light on you. And he's not saying that the path is always going to be easy. Yep. Right? That's, we were never promised that. But he does say he will bring us peace and hope and joy, and it will be unlike anything we have experienced on earth. Mm-hmm. Amen. Right? Friends, I tell you what, what a glorious day it is. Um, Kathy and Marlene and I have so enjoyed our time with you here on Love Talk as we've been embracing the light of Christ. And again, you can go to our archives, but we would encourage you to find a church. Kathy, mm-hmm. how can people do that? You can Google. You can go in <laughs> churches nearby, and uh, you can look for up for Christmas Eve services. I yeah. guarantee churches all over uh, will have Christmas Eve services. But, you know, if you are sitting on the couch just recovering from surgery, your leg is up, uh, or you are not, you don't have a car, you don't have transport, you can't get out, you can watch services online. They are live streamed. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Go find a friend. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you can... If you can Get off the sofa and and go out and and go to service. Ask God to show you someone mm-hmm. that either will bless you or you will bless them. Mm-hmm. And because there's a lot of people out there that I mean, Christmas and Easter are the most heavily attended services. So. Yeah. Go find a friend. Well, friends, we have had a wonderful Saturday Christmas Eve with you. Thank you so much for being with us on Love Talk. You can always find us on our archives at lovetalknetwork.com. You can email us there. Go to your our Facebook page at Love Talk Radio. Let us hear from you. And you can see us at our podcast at Love Talk, all one word. You can always call us on the love line at 512 644 Well, friends, I'm Kathy Endebrock in studio with Coach Carrie Brinkater and Marlene McMichael. We love you. We thank you for being with us throughout this year. Look forward to being with you again next Saturday on Love Talk. Merry Christmas.